Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season three, episodes nine and ten. Episode nine, The Parent Trap, was written by Craig Turk and directed by Donna Deach. It aired on December 3rd, 2009. Episode 10, Blow Ups, was written by Sonay Washington and directed by Mark Tinker. It also aired on December 3rd, 2009. These episodes are the mid-season finale of the third season of Private Practice. Enjoy! Boom, boom, boom! <laughs> right, I feel like we need some Germanic music here. Oh my god, do we ever. <laughs> I guess we should mention again that at the time of this airing of this mm-hmm podcast you have about two more weeks to watch private practice on netflix at this point Um, unless we have like a last minute saving but i don't think that's going to happen i feel like that doesn't happen on netflix it's such like a corporate agreement thing (laughs) but see you on hulu (laughs) right oh god i gotta i might have to get the hulu plus because those ads kill me i know i know <laughs> i've been thinking about it because you get live too i think that's true right that's true you do things. yeah mm-hmm. i got an antenna for my new tv here and okay. um so i the <laughs> when we were setting it up i was like i need to have abc i don't care about anything else i need yep. abc at and least I, yeah and then i remembered about the olympics and i was like i guess i need the nbc too but yeah abc right. ABC or send it back, honestly. Yep. yep. <laughs> Absolutely. ABC the best. <laughs> yeah. So our patient breakdown for episode nine, yes. the parent trap, we have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Eleanor Bergen, pre- who is pregnant. See, I told you to keep me, hold me accountable. Yes, you got it. <laughs> who is pregnant. I'm going to start writing it that way too. And feed fetal hydrocephalus and then we have ruthie and shimon gold ruthie well baby exam shimon kuvad and rachel gold anemia and then we're going to talk about the captain we're going to talk about maya yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm very excited to hear your take on this Oh, I had a lot on Miss Maya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like, I think she'll come back. Right. Maybe she'll like, have she some, another storyline. She's a child, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your first note? My first note is, Pete, nice to see you again. It had been, I feel like it had been a while since we'd seen him last. You know, I feel like you're right. And then my second note for first thoughts, it was... Not that it's not nice, but it was just my first observation. I was like, Eleanor is old. This is not <laughs> who I was expecting to see. <laughs> we walked into the room. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> meant. To, I mean, I, that's what you were meant to think. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was the gag. They got me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My first note is that I really appreciate that they kept some healing wounds on Cooper's face because he was messed up last episode and i'm glad that it didn't all disappear right like some tv magic yeah because i feel like especially bruises like that and cuts like that would take like i don't know a good month to heal and faces i feel like heal differently yeah i feel like it takes a little bit more time yeah yeah so i appreciate that you know it was 
you know realism yeah (laughs) yeah that's my only first note do you have any no that's it actually okay cool let's move on to eleanor bergen now that you said she was old i remember who she is yeah (laughs) 23 weeks is so early yeah it really is i feel like from my um other grades not to be watching I learned and remember that 28 weeks is viable. I feel like they're always saying 28 weeks, 28 weeks. 23 Mm -hmm. weeks is so early. Like that's just over halfway. Yeah. Which is crazy to be having, you know. And I guess because of her age that, you know, plays a part in it too. But yeah. I also never knew that brain surgery for – for a baby like while they were in the womb was possible that was something i learned this episode i feel like i remember addison doing it at other times but like Before. only addison oh and um oh what's her name gina davis but her real name i mean that is oh. her real name but her character name um arizona's like fetal surgery mentor yes with, yes, the, yes. with the brain tumor herself she would yes. do cases like this Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, it seems like it's familiar, but yeah. I guess this time I was thinking of it so like in real life, and I was just like, wow, I've never you know known anyone to have that done. But yeah, not in real life, thankfully. Right. Right. Oh my god. But Eleanor is played by the same actress who plays Marjorie on Mom. Get out. Okay. Yeah. My mom loves that show. <laughs> yeah. Same. My my dad also loves it, and Jackson also loves it. I feel like we would talk about it all the time. Oh. And I'm so glad that the captain is behind the glass when she is operating and she is distracted by him talking. Yes. How about that? I mean, imagine (laughs) just like trying to do this very difficult surgery and your dad is like, when she was little, she did surgery on a hot dog. Right. I was thinking about that. I was just like, I wonder, because she didn't, to me, she didn't appear to be, um, I knew she was aware that he was there, but mm-hmm. she didn't see his presence didn't seem to make her nervous, which I was like very impressed about. I was like, she's not letting him shake her. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But also imagining baby Addison doing surgery on a hot dog, it makes my heart go pitter patter. That and, cracked me up. Yeah. Too. <laughs> part of that is because she's wearing her scrub cap. Yes. But I don't know, two scenes in this episode with Addie and her scrub cap. We are truly blessed. We are really getting getting the full full Addison. Our patron Margot, she has um she loves Amelia and she has an Amelia blanket that her yeah. friend got for her. And I was like, please tell me where you got that. I need Addison scrub cap to cover my body. Right, absolutely. <laughs> I can feel one with her. Yeah. I also feel like Derek's would be cool, but Derek's is like the iconic one. I feel like. Yeah. But I want Addison's. Yeah, absence. <laughs> better, better. Yeah. Do you have anything else for Eleanor? What else do I have for her? No. That there was a. She she said, uh, "Please save the baby." At one point, I think it was when I think it was after Addison had done surgery the first time, mm-hmm. maybe. And um, um, uh, but she said, "Please save the baby," and that is like an iconic uh, little Wayne 
reference. Yeah. And so I just, uh, that, that tickled me, but I felt bad for being tickled because it was like in a very distressing moment for Eleanor, but that was my only other note. Suspension of disbelief. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what I was trying to say yesterday. I cut it out of the actual episode, but suspension of disbelief. That's what I was. Yes. Yes. I was like, why a can't I that. remember that? <laughs> no, it's so <laughs> Um, Do you have anything else for Eleanor? That's what nope. I just asked. That is it. Nope, nope. That was it. I combined her and Ronald, her hubby. So. Anything for Ronald? Honestly, no, no. Yeah, same. Ronald was just very like supportive husband, as he should have been through it all. So. Yeah. <laughs> we love that. Hope they're doing well. Yes. On to Ruthie and Shimon Gold, and I guess, mm. um, oh my gosh, what's the mom's name? Starts with an R as well. Rachel. Thank you. I was scrolling, but not fast enough. No, it's fine. I, they like we heard Shimon's name. I feel before we heard. Her, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You can correct me. Shimon, I'm not sure. I feel like with the with like Yiddish, which is intended, it would be like Shimon. Shimon, okay. But I feel like she says Shimon. I thought I heard her say Shimon too. Yeah. And we heard his name before her, so I felt like I was waiting so I could type like what her name was, and I was like, got it. Eventually, someone referred to her as Rachel, and I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a cousin, Rachel, which is like the Hebrew, yeah, pronunciation, but like. That's probably, I mean, Orthodox women aren't called to the Torah, but like if she was called to the Torah, then it would be Rachel. I like be that like, pronunciation even better. <laughs> yeah, it would be like Ruthie, but Rachel Vishimon. Oh, but yeah, I love that. Little known facts. <laughs> so cool. It's beautiful. Just saying. Ruthie, what a good name. Who would have thought of that for like a tiny lady? I know. I was thinking of that. <laughs> And the spelling is perfect. Shout out, <laughs> Shout out to my furry child sleeping behind me. Adorable. But also when they get into Shimon's issue, problem? It's not. Yes. Depending on who you ask, it's not really a problem. Right. right. Wouldn't <laughs> Pete be a better option to talk to him than Cooper? Because like alternative medicine, I feel like might be more of a help than a pediatrician at this time. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. And I guess Pete was so involved with, he was more involved with the Eleanor Ronald storyline, right? With Addison. So maybe that's why. But but yeah, I would think too that this would be more. Because we've we've dealt with other um, patients in episodes where Pete was dealing with like, um, kind of like sex therapy with, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like him and Violet. Yeah, yeah, more of like a um, supplement thing. Yeah, so, but yes, it was interesting to like have Cooper involved in this because it wasn't really like about, you know, the kids. No, and I mean, Cooper's obviously there because that's how he was introduced to them through the well baby exam. Right. But yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, Pete might be a better option. Yeah. I appreciate them trying to bring in a rabbi for the situation. Yes. But bringing in... A reform or conservative rabbi, which this is, probably reform, is not going to give the answer that will suffice for a Chachalik or Lubavitch couple in this situation. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's like super orthodox, which is what they are. Okay. It's not going to – it's it's not going to – it's 
it's just not going to suffice. <laughs> it's just, gotcha. I mean, yeah. he he's right. They're not looking for a way around the Talmudic teachings. They want to yeah. follow them. So like he he gets what they want to do and he helps in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it, – it's just not going to – I'm trying to think of like a, another explanation of why. I, f- I yeah. feel like it's self-sufficient. Like he wasn't going to – he wasn't going to support what, what Rachel like really wanted. Like, like, like what's the point of him coming in if if he was just going to reinstate that? No, no, because, um, he does like agree with what they want to do, but just saying Uh like, if he had another solution besides like, Hey, doctors, listen to your patients. This, they're Uh not, they're not trying to like get around it. If if he, like, for instance, like eating milk and meat, like, a reform person is going to eat a cheeseburger right. and a Lubavitch person isn't even going to eat a hamburger out unless it's at a kosher uh, restaurant. Gotcha. Yeah. And definitely gotcha. not a cheeseburger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch Stiesel? No. It's on know. Netflix. It's an okay. Israeli TV show, very popular in Israel, and it's okay. um, all in Hebrew and Yiddish subtitled. but it's really it's really good if you if you're okay with reading your um if you're okay with reading your entertainment yeah it reminded me of characters named ruhami and hanina ruhami did you watch unorthodox no but i heard it was really good it is it's the same too right yeah the same actress plays esti i think her name was as ruhami and is she israeli in real life yes Shira Haas, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, It reminded me of their storyline a bit. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. All right. I need to watch it because I meant to watch it when it came out. So add it to the list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it reminds me of Shtisel, not unorthodox, but I guess also kind of unorthodox. But um, Mm -hmm. basically, he, Hanina is the husband and he talks to a rabbi about their, not quite fertility issues, but their family rearing issues okay yeah wow i did have to say that i thought that this was like the most interesting interpretation of a rabbi because <laughs> i think we have our pre like conceived notions of like what a rabbi is like and he was very he seemed very modern you know yeah yeah i mean thinking. i feel like a lot of times in media especially i don't want to say comedy but like a lot of times they have the rabbis with the payas, which are the um, like curly things and like the yeah. seat hanging from the shirt. I feel like a lot of times the um, representation of like Jewish people, especially Jewish professionals, is yeah. not – I don't want to say the norm, mm-hmm. but yeah, just like you get it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. This is very much like a rabbi that – like did my cousin's mom it's a couple months ago gotcha yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. do you have anything else for ruthie and sheman <sighs> no I, I just my you know snide comments i was just saying be, be fruitful and multiply which you know <laughs> you, you know it's in the bible i said you don't gotta be that fruitful though. No. <laughs> <laughs> i said okay sneaky birth control handoff and then yeah i loved it. that me too that shot I was like oh it was oh it was the 
it wasn't even that it wasn't even the sneaky handoff it was i said lol at the discreet birth control placement in her pocket they made sure they got that that yeah. close up of <laughs> they were really like telling that story then when we get to the waiting room i said uh-uh not all them kids like so many I, I knew she said how many she had and at the beginning of the episode was like actually seeing them and seeing cooper hold the baby i was like oh lord have mercy i know i but, know but that's all i had for them <laughs> On to the captain. My first note for the captain was what we actually talked about in our episode last week mm-hmm. because I had already watched this. Yeah. I realized today for the first time in my life that the captain looks like a hybrid of Mark and Derek and I can't unsee it. You're welcome. Oh my God. That's so funny. Because he kind of does. Yeah. When you think, I definitely think that he acts like I think he acts more like Derek than he does Mark, but, like, I can see it. Yeah. I mean – You see Mark in him? I I don't see their personality. Okay. I, if we were saying, like, Mark or Derek, definitely Derek, but I can't see Derek being, like, a lady doesn't doubt a drink. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. He Derek would never say that, but, but Mark would. <laughs> you think well, so? Not seriously. I don't think Mark would say it as, like, seriously as the captain would. I can see, like, Mark jokingly saying it in a snarky way. But. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Mark, we all know that I love him. I listened to Ellen Pompeo's podcast last night with Eric Dane, who plays Mark. Okay. And they, you can tell that they're such good friends. Oh, I'll that makes me happy. let me send it to you right now. I saved it Please. so I can listen to it again because I was listening to it while I was driving, so my full attention wasn't on it. But they're right. just like friends, and she keeps joking about like, "Haha, all the ladies love you," and I'm like, "I'm all the ladies." Right. Like, I'm, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting that she has a podcast. I have to check it out. I've only listened to a few of the episodes. Um, They're usually okay. about an hour. This one was a half an hour. And I was like, that's so rude. I want to hear a full hour. Right. I'm surprised. <laughs> but, like, so obviously, we understand how um episodes can have been yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Aww. You can just tell they're such good friends and they're supportive of each that. other and they have a history, mm-hmm. like you can tell. Yeah. Oh my God, years. Mm-hmm. What's your first note for the captain? I said not staring at Violet's booty mm. and uh, I saw that coming as soon as she bent down. I was yes. like, oh, here's a setup. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I I mean, I guess, I have it later. I, I guess good for Violet for like doing something that makes her confident like yeah wanted and confident especially the part where they were talking about her scar yeah but i I, go ahead go ahead no no you go ahead i just i'm just trying to figure out how to phrase it like not the way like this is a bad coping mechanism i agree i thought the same thing because part of me because i was so confused i was like has it happened already are they getting ready to and i was like oh about the whole scene i was like oh violet there's still time to like make the better decision because I, you know, I I saw it from her perspective of like her feeling like this was like a big step for her and her healing. But I agree. I just feel like it was there's be- <laughs> there's a better way. Um, and I just didn't think that sleeping with your friend's father. And I know yeah. that Violet and Addison don't have like the closest relationship, but I think that they still consider each other friends. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and Violet is aware of her, um, Addison's relationship with her father and her feelings towards him. 
So I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of selfish of Violet. Oh, 100%. To sleep with the captain. Yeah. yeah. And the next episode when Busy meets Violet, she's like, mm-hmm. and Violet says, I met him once or twice. And he goes, did you meet him once or twice? She said, I said that was a line. I know. And, and then Violet bucked up too and was just like, twice. I believe it was twice. And I was like, she's like proud of it. Like, she's yeah. like, you know, and like not not that you should be ashamed for your choices. No. Um, but like, but um, uh, yeah, I just felt, I don't know. I was just kind of like, Violet, just the timing and everything just seemed like off. It's just like, there's all... Uh, even if it was someone within the office, like, you know, even if it was like she reconnected with Pete or something like that, I was just like, of all the people, like, why? And then I literally commented on that too. Cause I was just like, wow. I was like, Addison's mom was like busy clocked it. And I was like, was that just like women's intuition? Like what? Like, cause she had never met Violet before. What, why did she just decide to attack her in the moment? I feel like it's possible that like all the women that cap that the captain are with look like Violet. I feel like that's possible. Okay, so maybe it's just like it's a type thing. Yeah, or the way that Violet greeted her and was like, "Oh, uh, uh, hello." Yeah, she did come off like nervous from the jump. I was, and I think I commented on that too. It was just like Violet. I was like, "Why are you stuttering all of a sudden?" Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I do think that until Charlotte said to Violet, "You committed adultery with your friend's father," she either didn't know that the captain was married. Lol, what? Or she didn't put two and two together because it's not like Addison is someone who talks about her family a lot until yeah. they show up and then she talks yeah. about them a lot. But I feel like, I don't know. She maybe I'm, I'm just saying that she didn't put two and two together. Yeah. I was, I was wondering that too. Cause I was even taken aback when Charlotte, I was like, why did Charlotte say can, committed adultery and that's when I realized oh cat the captain and busy are still together I think I was under the assumption because of the captain's history that mm-hmm. I was like oh surely they're divorced they're not like not together but nope. I was like oh they're still to get together yeah yeah so, yeah wow back to the surgery Addison and the captain are so cute together bonding over medicine yes uh, I love that I love that moment yeah Especially the moment after um, when we had a, the glimpse of hope when she invited him over for mm-hmm. a drink. And I was like, oh, this is probably like the best moment we've had for this. Yeah. <laughs> Where everything went downhill. <laughs> Until something happened. Right. Back to Violet's scar. Mm-hmm. I, first of all, again, love that they don't hide it because it was such right. a big plot point. Absolutely. Do we think that the captain knows about? Katie and what happened I don't know if we're supposed to assume that Violet told him because the way he was unless it was just like you know him spewing from his like you know maturity but like he the way he was speaking to her was as if he knew of what happened yeah yeah I'm wondering if Violet told him or I don't think he found out from Addison because we're not led to believe that they speak speak. very much Mm -hmm. um maybe the news Maybe from like Archer or Derek. Oh, oh, yeah. But I don't know. I like thinking of those different possibilities of how he found out. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, because I was wondering too. Because there was a part of me that was just like, well, like, how do you <laughs> when when he was and he was saying all wonderful things, but I was part of me was kind of just like, well, like, how do you know? But, yeah, yeah. 
you and I are used to our parents seeing us work because it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, like the nature of our job. Right. But I've never really thought about how weird it must be to have your parent watch you work, like in some jobs. Yeah. Especially that they do the same thing that you do. Exactly. Yeah. It's so strange. Very strange. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, I don't know if you like work in advertising and it's like, take your mother to work day. Yeah. Yeah. Good copy. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so funny how it's just like certain things that make sense for and then other there's other jobs where it's just like I can't possibly see a parent just like standing from yeah. an observatory room. Like, yeah. No. My last note for the captain mm-hmm. is a quote from Addison. Oh, okay. Ugh. Why is it that you can be so good to every woman in the world except me and busy, especially when we are the ones who love you the most? Yep. Crying. Crying, yep, crying, 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 crying. That is what, and I literally have that. I said, and that is the question. Because mm-hmm. that's literally like what it, what I thought too. I was just like, like, I was like trying to figure out like from Addison's perspective, like why she feels the way she feels. And I feel like that is really what ties it up. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yep. Exactly. Do you have anything else for the captain? No, that was it. Um, I was just clocking the moments when it seemed like he was like, he's really trying. And yeah, I had forgotten that he was a doctor too at some point. I don't know how, but I think he was really just like admiring Addison's work. He was like, well, she should do this. And da, 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 da. Yeah. I loved that it was not Violet in there with him. Oh, yeah. Not that she would ever, you know, be in a surgery, but mm-hmm. yeah, I love that it was not yeah. her. Me too. And then, of course, I was gagged by his line at the end of the episode, calling busy. It's like, you need to get here and tell her the truth. I said, the truth? Yeah. the truth? So obviously, you know what happens because you watch the next episode. But what did you mm-hmm. think? I thought that I, – I honestly did think that, that it was going to be, like, that really she is the one who was um, – playing out I didn't know to what extent of course but Mm -hmm. I did assume that it was something that like when he said that I was just like oh whatever happened it's it's on the mom and not him yeah um it did cross my mind for a minute I thought maybe for a minute that she might be sick but then I didn't know like I don't I said I didn't know why that would constitute you know the captain acting how he acted I guess it it could you know people when people's like spouses get sick yeah coping yeah and they feel like they have to like you know feel their needs elsewhere but yeah those were the two things that crossed my mind so I just knew whatever it was I knew that it wasn't it wasn't on the captain like we were made to believe so I love a middle musing yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right on to Maya 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 Mm -mm -mm. tis 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 oh my my Maya I welcomed her back, too, because it's been like, man, when's the last time we saw her? Last season? Have we seen her this season? I don't think so. Yeah, it's been a minute. And she's visually gotten older, too, I feel, visibly. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, it happens all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they grow up so fast. I'm just wondering, like, and slash thinking, doesn't Maya wear a uniform to school? Like, that was part of the plot last time right she was definitely going to like a private school right yeah because of her uniform is what i had assumed 
I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe she went from, like, middle school to high school and you have to wear a uniform in middle school but not in high school or she's going to a different school now than she was. Right. I know in my private school, um, the high school students – I went to private school until sixth grade, until seventh grade, um, and they were just implementing allowing the high school students to wear jeans, like, have casual Fridays, Mm -hmm. like – letting that be a thing so that's the only thing I can think of but yeah because I'm like what what school and, and like yeah how did she how was she gonna get away with it because um unless she just wasn't planning on going to school that day because because yeah. <laughs> when Naomi came in and told her like go back upstairs and, and change did she tell her to change into her uniform or just to change I think just change okay okay yeah that's a good question yeah and then I feel like a lot of times obviously it was for the plot but a lot of times when kids like wear a different thing than they're supposed to they change Mm -hmm. at the place that they're going exactly unless she was going to bring it with her or i mean it's also very possible that naomi's just not going to be home until late and she wouldn't see it all right and I knew. I knew as soon as Naomi closed the door. Yep. <laughs> I was like, she's going to think that's her leaving and not her coming back in. So I was like, that was kind of like a very smart, you know, way to construct the scene, I felt. Because I would have thought if I'm upstairs in the other room and I heard the door close, I'm thinking like, oh, that person left, not they're coming back in. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she looks gorgeous when she comes downstairs. She does. She looks really, really cute. Yeah. <laughs> For, you know, mid-2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a lot of quotes in this section. Oh. Naomi says, I almost killed your child today. Your child, so not many. our. Your child. Your. And then she says, call your father, tell him, come here and save your life. Yep. <laughs> yep. So good. I don't usually, I don't even usually take down quotes, but I had to, most of my quotes this episode are from Naomi because she had me cracking up. Oh my God. Yeah. And that was a very a motherly response. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt to that situation. To both to both of them. Yeah. Yeah, at 13 minutes and 50 seconds, 50 mm-hmm. when poor Maya says, maybe if you had a boyfriend. Ciao. The gasp that Sam does, like Taydig's good work. I I I literally spit out my water. Crack up and it's so funny because i didn't expect anyone in the scene to ha- like have an audible response yeah I, know I was like oop and i said oop the same time he was like uh, <laughs> i was like crack. i was cracking i know 1350 go back and watch it dear listeners it's worth it, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah so funny oh man and uh, sam and nay are just doing such a beautiful job co-parenting even though like mm-hmm. obviously this is a very difficult situation But I feel like they're working together really well. Yeah, I do too, for sure. (laughs) We have another instance of Naomi eating chocolate when stressed. Yes, I said the chocolate is back. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love that that's a through line. (laughs) I know, it's my my favorite. It's really great. Yeah. (laughs) She had another quote in that scene that cracked me up. She was like, um, when referring to Dink, first of all, that name is sending me. Yep. Said roll around on the couch with some guy named Dink. It was the way she hit that D. Told me she referred to him as a scruffy little hormone. I said, oh, yep. she's on a roll. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. On, on a roll. 
when she's talking to Addison and she says, please tell me I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Addison says she is, but like what exactly is she doing? Like not letting Maya sneak off with a dink. Right. And having her stay it? at Sam's. Like is that is that doing anything? that's what i was thinking i was like by doing the by doing the right thing does she mean like sending her to sam's i don't think that's that big of a deal no i feel like i feel like that's just the way that she would say she would not kill her child (laughs) gotcha right exactly just to give her a chance to cool off yeah a little space i don't know not ground i mean she is grounded i don't know Uh, yeah that's my question what is she doing it's a good question I don't think she was doing anything in particular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I caught my own goof, not in the trivia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's at twenty nine minutes and thirty seconds. When Sam and Meyer at the ice cream shop, she picks okay. up her phone, and it's horizontal. But when the shot switches, it's vertical. Get out. And it's it's not like I don't think it's a sidekick. I don't remember, but right. it's just the way that she's holding it and reading it. It switches That's- when the shot switches. That's so funny because I, I was wondering, too, what kind of phone she had. And I didn't think it was a sidekick either. Because mm-hmm. when he's like, you can get that, I remembered her texting vertically. I yeah. Think. Dear listeners, if you're too young to remember or know what a sidekick is, do yourself a favor and look it up. It was the gold standard, even though I had an envy. Did You see, I didn't have a rise and I had AT&T, so I had um another one. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was um not as long as the envy. It was like a little More square. Thicker. It was more square, and I, I feel, loved it. I can see it. Yeah. Mine was yeah. orange. Okay. I remember the orange envies. I, I can't even – like, why did I have an orange phone? I think I just didn't want, like, a silver one. Okay. <laughs> orange is one of my least favorite colors. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, they were iconic. They were very popular. They were. And then after the ice cream shop, when Maya throws a party, the audacity – bold real bold yeah and and i knew i knew from that ice cream conversation that she and sam were having i was like she thinks that she is gonna like you know have it easy because she's with dad now and that's the cool dad and i knew something was coming because she was too comfortable it's just like you know i'm really looking forward to living with you i was like okay girl Mm. yeah yeah no I, i i think they did a really good job of writing like her rebellious time I guess yes. it is. Yeah. Yes. My last note for Maya is when she gets out of the car after she is summoned back to her mother's house. Mm-hmm. Um, she has peace sign earrings on and they're like oh, hoops, okay. and but there are yeah. pieces in the hoops. And I had those and I think I still have them somewhere. Get out. Oh my gosh. I wanted ones like that because Raven wore them and that's a Raven. And so I had to find like the same ones and obviously the years didn't line up. But Duh. yeah, I still had that. Vintage. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. <laughs> Anything else for Maya? Dear sweet Maya? No. She just when she was like, Dink is amazing. I was like, I hate that that is his name. <laughs> and next episode, Naomi goes, Dink, pink, er, mink, pink, dink. <laughs> Talking to Addison. Like, I know his name, but I'm going to pretend like I don't. Right. Exactly. Listing it off. Yeah. Anything else for any characters listed before we get to miscellaneous? Honestly, no. I don't think that's anything that is, like, very pressing by any means. No. doesn't need to be pressing. Somebody had said something about dating younger women. I think it was was at the beginning when they were talking about 
the double standard. And I was like, I forgot that Pete, there was a time when he was like dating younger women when he went through that phase before the baby was born. Oh, yeah. With the temp. Yeah. I said, oh, I forgot. And this one, he snapped at Violet and he was like, you're talking as if I care. Like, and that, yeah, like it was kind of irritating that I was like, you know, you made your choice. I don't know why she felt the need to explain it to him and be like, I hope you're not mad. And I was proud of how he responded. I said, good for him. I said, I, I would be upset too. I mean, that's like, it's the mother of your child. And it's, and of course, like you can't blame her for her healing, but from Pete's perspective, I'm sure he's like, you know, you went through all you went through and he was there for her and there for the baby and for her to choose someone else essentially <laughs> as opposed to like turn to him in her time of I don't know I I understood how he felt <laughs> but hey better the better the captain than Sheldon can you imagine That's, what Pete would ooh? oh my god he would have a fit oh yeah lord yeah but that's about it Cooper's still being resentful and messy but that's all I said about him yeah messy yeah the hair and makeup is on point in this episode. Obviously, it is all the time. We mention it all the time. I especially loved Violet's hair in the lunchroom. Yes. It was beautiful. Yeah. The hair and makeup has been really, was really good this episode, I noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I said, there are so many amazing choices for Sam's style this week. I don't know what I'm going to pick. Ooh, hard to narrow it down. No, I'm hoping that I did pick something. <laughs> Just one more about Cooper since I'm obviously on a Cooper is rude track yeah cooper not dropping the fact that charlotte lied quote in quotes lied needs to stop he's being terrible to her and i I can't watch and it gets it gets worse next episode and i just it does it does to the point that i was like cooper get over it like i was so annoyed with him Yeah. yeah yeah it's it just I I think I I mean I've said all that I like physically can about how Cooper needs to stop being awful, mm-hmm. but um I just I don't like it. Yeah. Anything else for this episode three point nine? No, that is all. Okay, so for episode ten, blow ups. I. I don't know if we need to put a content warning because this is like a heavy one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put something in the show notes. Just there's some heavy what's the word? themes. Yeah. There are some heavy themes in this episode. So if you need to skip this section or come back to it later or just treat yourself with care. That's what I told Melissa when she was going mm-hmm. to watch it. Just give yourself yeah. grace to treat yourself with care. Yeah. So our patient breakdown, we have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. And our patients are Heather Parker with severe burns, inhalation injury, and high potassium, Mm -hmm. Betsy Parker with a brain contusion and carbon monoxide poisoning, and then we're going to talk about the captain and Busy and Susan. What's your first note? Honestly, my first note was a gasp. (laughs) A gasp. It it really was um, Heather looking suspicious in the kitchen. I knew that something was going to happen. I had no idea um, how traumatic it was going to be, um, but they did like do a shot of her that made me wonder like what's going on with yeah. her. And Dell had already like seemed very um, uneasy. Mm-hmm. Like he just he 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 didn't he didn't seem like you know the Dell the positive uh, 
not that 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 was particularly peppy, but like, you know, he just, he, he seemed like he, he wasn't at rest in his spirit and from the jump before anything happened. And, you know, we later learn why. Um, But so, yes, it was just like very, very looming start to the episode. And then I literally like was like this with my hand Hmm. over my mouth by the time we got the opening credit. So, yeah. Yeah. My first note is it is so rude to call this episode blow ups. On the nose. Like that's so rude. Very on the nose. <laughs> My next note, these are very random before it gets heavy. Yeah. Uh, who went to Yale? Because I feel like Addison in a like a sweatshirt like that doesn't make sense. Obviously we know why she is, but did Derek go to Yale? I don't know. I don't know. Dear listeners, do you know? Because they live in New York. I think I always just like assume that they went to Columbia or something and then yeah. they did their residency with Richard. Right. Where they met Richard somewhere. It would have to be in Seattle because Richard's always been in Seattle. Right. Now I feel like he wasn't. Now I feel like he left for a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. The podcast, the podcast ghosts are yelling at us, but. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like obviously she is in that specific sweatshirt because we're meant to know how upset she is. Yeah, that's what I think. But I still – I don't even see her having that in her wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah. Before Del leaves, mm-hmm. hurt my heart when – he said, Mom will tuck you in. And Betsy said, she does it wrong. Yeah. It's so real, yeah. though. And I almost rewound because I thought that I had missed what um, Dell had said to Betsy. I thought that it was something involving, like, food or something, especially because Heather was in the kitchen. Yeah. I kind of learned that food wasn't what she was cooking. But, mm-hmm. um, she, <laughs> but I thought she was referring to something that, like, that Heather was making for her and like, that she was saying that she doesn't, like, do it good yeah as far as cooking but same thing but yeah cooking yeah, the bed right. you know yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are my only first notes do you have any more no that's it so on to heather and betsy the setup of the shot where the house explodes is so good yeah mark taker's a really great director i mean they all are but i feel like he directs here a lot and it's just mm-hmm. so noticeably great mm. I, I just really like his directing style. Yeah. Yeah. And everything from that shot to even, I think it was a miscellaneous note I had, but just about the, um, I don't even think I wrote it down, but it was a mental note that I have <laughs> that even the camera shots, like once we get into um, uh, Betsy's patient room yes. and we're, we're seeing the rest of the characters, I noticed that it was like shakier. And I feel like that's like something that we only see a few times in, the chaotic episodes mm-hmm. we've seen it ha- in um grays i can't remember crash. if you've ever seen it the plane crash um whenever there's like some mayhem happening at seattle grace like um well now now um lovingly no as a uh what's it now named after Martin. oh a grace loan grace loan um so but yeah i i really that stuck out to me that I was just like, oh, usually we have like very clean uh, frames. And it was very like, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like there might have been one 
in the Violet attack. I was thinking that too. It was like, that's the only other episode I remember. Yeah. It being like that. I know that there are definitely ones in the future I can okay. see in my brain. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. There's an episode coming up. Our listeners, I think, will know what I'm referring to that I'm seriously considering having like a psychologist or a social worker on with us. Oh, wow. Okay. So, dear listeners, if you yourselves are the above requested or you know someone who would be good for that episode, please send us a DM. I believe that our dear listeners will know what episode I'm talking about. And you look nervous and and you should be nervous. Part of me is like, I can't wait, but part of me is like, should I wait? (laughs) Yeah, you can. It's it's very much like, I can't wait, but I very much can wait. Gotcha. Okay. One of those. Yeah. Uh, Where was I? Oh, when I think of Heather, I see her in my brain like this with all the burns. So much so that, like, I barely recognize the actress on screen the last couple episodes when she kind of had her life together. Yeah. We thought. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was like, wait, who is that? Because I think of her like this with, like, half a head Really? That's how she's, like, how she's remembered. That is so crazy. Yeah. Which is why later – I say I agree with Dell that I feel like Betsy should not see her mother like this. I said this. the same thing. I said the same thing. It reminds me. Are you caught up on SVU or you don't no, watch No, I don't in watch time? it in time. If I know someone, like one of the guest stars, I'll tune in. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, in a recent episode, there was um, like an identifying okay. of a body. And the medical examiner, who we had not seen before, and I hope he's a recurring character because I really Mm -hmm. liked what he did. He had the, I think it was the sister Mm -hmm. of the victim come with a photo of her, like lively. They were together Mm -hmm. having fun. And she looked at the body just long enough to identify it. And then he said, okay, now look at the photo so that it wouldn't stick in her mind as smart. That's smart. That's that's, And I really like that. That's good training for the brain. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he talked about the psychology of it. I I just don't think I agree with Dell that Betsy should not because especially she's so young. She doesn't really understand. I work with kids, so kids understand a lot more than we yeah. think that they do. But um, she just it's unnecessary. I, agree. I, I felt the same way, and I was like, you know, a, a little apprehensive because I was just like, I don't know how many people would agree and it's like you know I know Pete thought he was doing the right thing but I also I was just like first of all it's not your child so I was like there has to be some some laws and stipulations here that like you know outside of the context of the show would have gotten Pete into trouble for that because it's like oh yeah they don't follow laws but um I know he thought he was doing what was right but um I too didn't think that that was like the last image of uh Betsy's mom that she should have had so no I have a little later that there's this duplicity with how Lucas wants to see Violet, I guess. Mm -hmm. I just – I know that they always try and compare the patient Mm -hmm. storylines to the main -hmm. character storylines. But, like, this is a main character storyline, so I feel like they didn't need to bring in the whole fact that Violet has severe Mm -hmm. postpartum and – I, I feel like it wasn't necessary, and I feel like Pete normally would not yeah. do this. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even draw the parallel between like, yeah, 
Lucas and Violet and Betsy and her mom. But yeah, I can, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're, I say hosing off Heather, that's not the right thing, but Basically. when they're with Heather trying to, <laughs> yeah, I, they should be wearing masks. I feel like when we see Jackson or Mark doing things with burn victims, mm-hmm. they're wearing masks because that open skin is so prone to infection. Oh, That's the last oh. thing that a burn course, victim needs. Of course. And I'm just thinking about like any de- de- debris from the body and like stuff that might come yeah. up. Like that might just be like my brain, but just like, yeah. No, I feel like you're a mask right. would be the best option either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and no one's wearing one. And I don't even think that that's my, like, pandemic Mm-mm. brain no, saying that. Nope. When Dell goes in and says that he hopes that Heather dies. Man. I, I knew. I knew as soon as Pete said that Heather was awake. I knew Adele was about to go in there and do. Because that was. Like... Did you say Adele? Oh, what what Dell? <laughs> I know that Adele that was going to say, hello, it's me. Up in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And it was just like Charlotte's country coming out. Just the way she said it, she was cooking meth. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so southern. So like, you know, it was, it was, yes. And it was like I felt like we we've seen Dell like we when he went on his little bender um, before he and Heather got back together. But like that moment, I was just like, who I know obviously what he was saying was awful and terrible. But it was like. I thought it was a very strong acting moment for him. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he definitely meant it. For sure. For sure. But also, how did they know what he said? Pete was right there. Pete was standing in the the doorway. To be honest, I felt like he was a little far to be able to hear what Del said. But yeah, because he whispered. Supposed to assume that he could hear every word. But yeah. And then after Heather was like, he wants me to die. Girl, yeah. I do not support. Yeah, I don't know why she's surprised. Right, exactly. Obviously, I don't, um, you know, I, I believe everyone should have the grace and mercy that they are deserved. But uh, I 100% understand how Adele feels as a parent. I mean, it's just like, yeah, he trusted her. He's given her so many chances. I do have empathy when they're going back and forth and Betsy is like, where's mommy? And Heather's like, where's Betsy? They do that quite a few times and I do have empathy for that. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Betsy's still in her little Mm -hmm. coma and Del says she hates being cold. She's always asking for more blankets Mm -hmm. at night. I loved that little dad moment. And then he moves the thermostat just like he does in the office. He's always helping. And I just remember Dell like moving the thermostat, throwing out the to-go things, yeah. making everything smell good. And ugh, he's still wearing his wedding ring. Oh, my heart. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. The thermostat moment got me too. But I didn't even mm-hmm. notice the ring. Wow. Yeah, there's a shot that they get where I feel like his hand is over his mouth or over his face or something. Mm-hmm. And My heart. Oh, he tried so hard. Yeah. When Naomi is in the hallway with Addison, I love mm-hmm. that little, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Naomi actually thinks that she could have talked him out of being with Heather. Really? I don't. I don't think. I don't think anything would have stopped him from, like, no. you know, trying to achieve the picture of what he thought, you know, yeah. his family could I, be. Yeah. I feel like it's a 
pretty normal thing after like a tragedy to be like i could have stopped it like, oh yeah you're not, you're not a superhero yeah it's like what makes you think <laughs> yeah that's yeah. yeah that kind of capability like you know yeah no, mind control no mind control no no that's too much pressure to like put on anyone yeah yeah that is my last note for heather and bessie yeah yeah I can't decide if I'm glad or not that we didn't actually see Heather die and that we're just, you know, told. Yeah. I Yeah. I feel like we had watched her be in so much agony the whole episode that it was just like, and, and even, who said it? Was it Pete? That was just like, Heather might die. And even just someone saying that, like, put it in perspective for me. But I didn't miss it. I didn't miss, I didn't feel like I needed to see her die. Because it's like, yeah. I mean, we saw what condition she was in. I feel like it was almost to be expected. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I feel like it was that. Was that like the most graphic that we've seen a patient up until this point on the show? Like, I'm trying to think of. I know we've seen some things on Grey's, but on this show, I can't remember like any seeing anything like like she had to be in hair and makeup for a minute. I don't. I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, like we saw a lot of blood with Violet, mm-hmm. but not yeah, nothing like this. Yeah, crazy. Mm. Which is again why I feel like we're gonna need someone on with us in the episode coming that oh. I am okay. thinking. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like it's even worse. Oh Lord, have mercy. Worse. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that Ooh. also might need to be one that we watch together okay have some support (laughs) yeah yeah anyway on Mm -hmm. to the captain and busy and susan yes it's such a great intro to busy when she gets off that plane and she's like oh i'm off a private plane my life is so hard very much i know it's just like okay private plane yeah and we've never met busy right this is our first time meeting her correct is this the first time that we see sam and addy socially since their kiss I feel like yes, because remember I was just like I feel like that just happened, and then because mm-hmm. I was I do remember being like oh I didn't realize like how close they were. I think I even made a comment. I said he and Addison having martinis is comical, and I said it seems like he's Addison's confidant more yeah. so than Naomi even these days. And I know it's because they live like so close to each other, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sam's being a grade A boyfriend, even though he's not a boyfriend, and I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. your parents are staying with you here's another drink mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely knew how to take care of her <laughs> yeah when addison says that susan is close in age to her i don't really see it Ooh, um, i miss that yeah she she's like yeah susan lives on the property close in age to me but i looked up their um ages and mm-hmm. ann cusack is six years older than kate walsh oh, okay i feel like Especially for as long as Susan's been with the family, 20 mm-hmm. years, they say, or at least been with Busy for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I feel like 20 years ago, Addison, well, I guess 30 years ago, Addison now, is not that close in age. Right. Because like when you're 16, 22 is very different. Absolutely. And Absolutely. when you're 22, 28 is pretty different. Right. Which makes me wonder, like, how old was Susan when she began when she had the relationship with started her relationship with busy 20 years so susan was probably in her 20s 
Yeah. Wait, we can do this math. Or, yeah. Because do we think Susan's older than 40-something? No. Okay, so today, Anne Cusack, assuming that they're the same age, is Mm -hmm. 60. Okay. Which means that 10 years ago, well, no, 12 years ago now, Mm -hmm. she would have been, is that 48? Yeah. Yeah. And then 20 years from that, it's 28. So yeah, late 20s. Okay. Yeah. Assuming that they are the same age. Right. As their character. Okay. All right. All right. Look at that math. Tracks. (laughs) (laughs) We find out that Addison's middle name is Adrian. Oh, yes. Pretty. It's real cute. I feel like that's a fitting middle name for her. Addison, Adrian, Addison, yeah. Adrian, Forbes Montgomery. I could even see her being an Adrian as a first yeah. name, but Addison, I think, is more fitting. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. There also, I don't think I wrote a note about it, but Sam goes, "You have the most names of anyone I know." Oh, <laughs> and that's even without her former married name. <laughs> also, I didn't write this down either. I feel like the Forbes Montgomerys are a family that would have monograms everywhere. Oh, for sure. And I guess I kind of always thought that Forbes was her middle name, but now I'm wondering if it's hyphenated. It's maybe. But how would a monogram go if it's with a hyphenated last name? Is it the first one, the second one, both? Probably both, I'd imagine. Yeah. Because if it was just Montgomery, it would be AMA, Ask Mm -hmm. Me Anything. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's cool. I was like actually visualizing AMA and I was like, that would be a pretty necklace. Yeah. <laughs> AFMA. Yeah. Would be cute. AFA. AFA. AMA. AFA. AFA. Sounds like a, um, like equity. Yes. Like a yeah. union name. Exactly. Agma. <laughs> she just walks into Sam's bedroom. Yeah. How about that? I'm like, like there, I, I can't, I can't think of anyone whose bedroom I would just walk into when I walk into their house. No. Like, just walking into their house is one thing. I, I also wouldn't really just walk into someone's house. Same. But just walking into the bedroom? Like, what? And Not then she even. said, I promise I'll stay on my side of the bed. Girl, I know. That little bed, too. I <laughs> know. Like, Sam, like, just had, like, a full bed. I was like, you're making enough for a queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, we both have a thing about outside clothes being in bed yes yes we do forgave her i didn't forgive her i excused it for because yeah for her you know how she feels but you know she's really shaken up if she hasn't taken her makeup off at the end of the night i feel like Mm -hmm. addison has like a strict skincare routine oh yeah i can see that absolutely so we know she's shaken yeah stayed up all night that was really cool. The like lighting shift that they showed, to, mm-hmm. yeah, to let us know she had been up all night. But, yeah, yeah. Another really great shot. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciate that we see Sheldon again, like period. But yeah. also that we see see him doing his good job. I feel like he's a really good therapist. Me too. I said the same he, thing. Yeah, he says, "Is it possible that your mother's relationship with Susan is your mother's choice?" Mm-hmm. A plus observation. Also, not saying it is, but having Addison question it. I know. I was like, I was surprised that like that Addison thought that her mom had been like coerced somehow, yeah. like or or 
or driven to it as opposed to I was like it never can like crossed her mind that like this is like what her mother wants and I didn't realize that until Sheldon asked her that yeah and then he says far be it for me to question what makes you angry Mm. but really then it's making her question what makes her angry exactly exactly they they are they're really great at their their wording of things and it was so ironic because I I had my own session yesterday was this prior to to or before watching this and I was just like it's I mean they're good at what they do yeah they are (laughs) yeah yeah and I said the same thing I said I actually think he's a really great therapist and I also thought that it was just very interesting that he's the first person that really like sees her in distress like in the hoodie Mm -hmm. in the elevator makeup list and that they chose Sheldon, who I also feel like we haven't seen for a little while. Yeah, um, no, we haven't. Since like he and Pete's like um, that dating episode night out bar, that was funny. He goes, he just goes, "You're so short. <laughs> You're short." <laughs> I love that. And at first, I was just like, "What did he?" And then I realized, I was like, "Oh, they're used to seeing her." Like, yeah, in her, yeah, all made oh, up, yeah. very high heels. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was just gonna say um, when he said, "Maybe you need to get off the elevator." I was just like. Like, yeah, and it's like, yeah, to address it because it is like, you know, you can only like avoid things for so long before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and before when he says, do you want to come upstairs? Because first he says, I'll ride up with you. Or no, he downstairs. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was upstairs. That Sheldon's office was upstairs? Yeah. Okay. Or at least I've been saying upstairs, but then he he gets to his floor. He says, I'll I'll write up with you. And then he goes, do you want to come? He's just so observant in a way. I I love Violet, of course, but in a way that I feel like Violet would not be so observant. Yeah. And not that we know anything really that's going on in Sheldon's life right now, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he would be as observant even if he had his own things going on. Yeah. Same. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a whole bunch of notes about the scene that Addison has with Busy where they're actually talking about her relationship with Susan. Mm-hmm. I'll just spew them and sure. you can say how you'd like. Sure. <laughs> Again, what in the 2009 is Addison's brain doing? <laughs> like you were saying, your dad cheated on your mom and now she's just gay to get back at him like that's not how it works not how it works no like it would be shocking to learn this information Mm -hmm. especially for Addie and a background that she has of course but I mean hey at least she says like it's not a choice at least she says that Mm -hmm. but I also this is a funny one why did you marry him we're from Connecticut cracked me up that was definitely one of the ones I had <laughs> yeah and speaking of um when I drove all the way out here uh-huh. we did the license plate game and we okay. every every day we would begin again and we had a couple rules like if you're in that state like if you're in Texas you can't count Texas as a license plate that you see or like if it's on a commercial vehicle you can't stuff gotcha. like that gotcha but the entire time we didn't see Connecticut. Interesting. Yeah. I think the only two that we missed were Connecticut and Hawaii. And I kind wow. of expected Hawaii. Sure. But we saw a couple Alaskas. Oh, wow. But everything except for Connecticut and Hawaii. That and that's so, so random. That is so random. My, my family who now lives in Atlanta, my aunt, 
and her family lived in Connecticut for years. Um, but it's so funny. Like, you know, when you think of it from like a social perspective and like how it's presented mm-hmm. on TV, it's like, you know, it's so random. It's kind of like refer- like a bland state that people often refer to Ohio as like, yeah, you know, so that it's so funny that they're from Connecticut. And I think of Connecticut as like pearls and oysters and bougie like you know very yeah like like by the water very forest montgomery yeah yeah like um i know cape cod isn't connecticut but Mm -hmm. is it connecticut but that kind of vibe yeah wait no now i feel stupid cape cod in maine or rhode island now i feel silly don't judge my geography listeners (laughs) no um it's in massachusetts okay i don't feel as terrible i knew it was somewhere in new england okay but yeah I also wrote down the entire quote that Busy had because I thought it was just wonderful. It was excellent. Um, I also feel like they wrote her very well. Yes, I thought so too. Yeah, because it was a very different situation in, I guess it would be the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s right. um, than it would be now. And I really felt for her when she said, I could have done things, I could have been things, but I'm a Forbes, so I got married because that's what I was supposed to do. And I chose your father because he asked and he was nice and mm-hmm. he seemed like he wouldn't suffocate me. Yeah. And then she says, I did what I could with what I had. I just really felt for her in that moment. Yeah. I Yeah, she was definitely my favorite character I felt of – um the episode um and uh I think too because uh it was so unexpected like not not only her relationship with Susan but I think um how she how she's presented like I feel like we don't often see I feel like now a days more so but I feel like for that time like how we're presented this woman um you know upper class you know like bougie coming off this private plane like we we don't assume that like that like we, we wouldn't assume that she was a lesbian, I don't think, like in, in 2009. I was gooped even in 2020 still, 2021 yeah. now. And in yeah, what year is it? Right, exactly. <laughs> and way back then, I can just imagine, like, you know, the gasps that were happening all across America. So I I really enjoyed her arc and even all the way up into, like, the last frame of the episode. I thought that mm-hmm. her story was told really beautifully. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. When they when Addison came in and she was like, "Did you complain about the service?" Mm-hmm. They were talking about it, but not talking about it the way that yeah yeah she was raised to avoid difficult situations mm-hmm. after they had already talked about it, showing that she forgave her. Yeah, the subtext subtext yeah. in that scene was strong. This was comedic, mm-hmm. but I, it really cracked me up when. <laughs> She was talking about like her previous escapades with women and her past. Yeah, Susan. She was like, it was cold and we were girls, and I like that sent me. That was so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, she goes, that didn't count. Right. Another comedic one that I don't know was supposed to be comedic. She said, I raised you and your brother, and you both turned out brilliantly. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that Archer turned out brilliantly, but like, okay, right. If that's how you want to, that's how you want to see it. Yeah. 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 And then Busy says, my children took everything else. What a way to phrase it and say it to your daughter like that. Right. To like let her know like how it how it really was for her. Yeah. yeah. Monologue is so good. It was so good. That was a great monologue. Mm-hmm. Sine Washington. Bravo. Yeah. I have a hard time understanding why they're still staying at Addison's house. 
Like, I feel like this is a family who would stay at the palace. I, I don't know if they have a palace here, but that, that would stay like at a fancy hotel. I don't I understand. It's not like they came without any warning. No, right. I don't, I don't understand either. Yeah. I, I'm just obsessed with how Sam helps her as well. I don't know what you people did, but you have to go. Uh-huh. The way he can't, exactly. Right. And how he tried to keep it cool and blew up for a minute and like had to reel it back in. He, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was proud of it because I didn't, I didn't see that coming too. I didn't see him going to confront the family, but I thought that it was really cool to show him like speaking on her behalf and kind of advocating for Addison when she was like in a time of distress. Yeah. Yeah. And Busy calls him Samuel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, typical. <laughs> yeah. The history. Yeah. The history that we yeah. see there. Right. When the captain says, she sleeps with one woman, I sleep with all the rest of them. Yeah. And then Addie says, I hated one parent, now I hate you both. Mm-hmm. Addie, have some empathy and widen your view of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I said she hates. She said she hated the wrong parent. Also, what a strong word. Yeah, yeah. Although this is the same lady who said that her father was not her family. So, right, exactly. I think that Addison definitely has a tendency to be a little, little dramatic when she's caught up in her emotions, like like some of us are. <laughs> can't imagine who. Yeah, I can't imagine who. Definitely <laughs> not me. I mean, no, certainly, but, certainly not. Um, yeah. I'm always level headed. Absolutely. But yeah, I clocked that too. <laughs> yeah. Susan said to Sam, I'm sure you care about Addison, but so do I, so do they. But Sam's speaking up for her in a way that her blood family never has. Yeah. And then, as I was typing that, he said, well, I'm her family too, and I think I know her better right now. Period. Mm-hmm. I was really proud of Sam. Do you have any more for busy the captain and susan i do not okay all right so um anything more for any of our patients humans beings besides miscellaneous no girl that's about it i said only addison could wear that white skirt with that confidence oh yes oh yes because the way i've been i would have been spilled coffee (laughs) oh yeah yeah although i guess we didn't see her eat yeah. But yes, absolutely I would. For sure. This is my uh Charlotte Cooper section. Okay. The robe that Charlotte has on feels more like a violet robe to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like shocked to see her in that state. <laughs> yeah, it was like boho patchworky and I feel yeah. like Charlotte's would just be like plain silk or I don't know right I also when Cooper goes to kiss Charlotte it's like very obvious that she doesn't want that kiss from him yes it made me angry and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and how dare him yell at her like that he yell at her like that whatever the correct grammar is Mm mm-hmm He's using her, and yep. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And then I felt very Bridgerton when I said this. He said, "Shut up, okay? Just shut up." First of all, how dare he? And right. I said, "Take your leave, sir." <laughs> yeah, I had had it with Cooper because now I'm just like, okay, now it's like you're just 
taking full advantage and being a brat. Like I said, first yeah. of all, I don't think that Charlotte should have to keep saying sorry. No. But I said it just goes to show how much that she loves Coop. Like when she was saying that, you know, I, I'll, I'll keep apologizing until you believe me. And I was just like, girl, you're better than me. Because a lot of, so there's some other women that would have been like, you. okay, I'm only gonna, I'm not gonna like, you know, keep apologizing when I've already done it. It's like you either want to be with me or you don't. And I also thought like how interesting how the tables have turned because I was like, Cooper, I was like, he's suppressing his emotions and going back to old Cooper by mm-hmm. suppressing it with sex using Charlotte. And I was like, and he's out of pocket. I was like, how much longer is he going to do this? And it, it was just so interesting to me because I, we remember the time when Charlotte was the one who was like, she would rather just like hook up and, you know, have sex yeah. and not like talk about the real things. And Cooper kept trying to like, really ground her and like connect with her and I was like how the tables have turned but I'm just like it's been like three episodes let's let's get over it he wasn't even this mad at her when she slept with Archer right exactly he was so quick to forgive maybe because he knows how he his history was yeah he's he's mean to her at the end again when she apologizes for not telling him about her marriage and Mm -hmm. i don't know how i don't remember him being so terrible to her his attitude needs to turn around soon it has to yeah he was just like kind of died and walked out after she had done like another apology spiel and i was like i'm over you yeah it'd be one thing if like the ex-husband had come to the clinic Mm mm-hmm but maybe maybe Cooper's even more angry because he doesn't have a face to put to the name. Maybe. I'm just like, he acts like she, this was before you, before she even knew you. I don't know how you can be like, you know, so upset with someone that it's just like, this is before you were even like a figment of their imagination. Like you can't be so offended, I feel, but yeah, I don't know. Mm, I'm mad about it. Yeah. And I could even, sorry, I'm last thing. I could even understand him being so upset if they, if they were married and they were like, you know, yeah, their marriage or like, you know, planning their, planning their made marriage in the middle of being engaged. And, and then he found this out that then like, you know, I feel like there's a certain point where you should like let someone know that, you know, I've done this before, but I feel like they've been together for a while, but I still feel like it's kind of like early for you to be like upset about it. Like y'all are still like, you know, things can still be revealed, you know, at this stage. Yeah. Like, it's not like she's still married. Right. Exactly. He's acting like she's still married. Exactly. Yeah. And we've been in that situation in another show that we like. Okay. And he wasn't even that angry that I remember, <laughs> but Hey, <laughs> shout out to the costume department for putting Addison in Sam's shirt. Oh yes. It's a, it's a button down uh-huh. and like that button down in particular that mm-hmm. I think is actually a PJ uh-huh. set, but com- like button down. Uh-huh. It's so clearly Sam's that like purple striped. Yes. Yes. And then I have a side note of where is Maya? Where is she? Right. After all the trouble, probably grounded, locked in the house. You think she's going to stay in the house if she's locked? No, not the way she's been acting. She'll find a way out out the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Naomi's at the hospital. Sam is at home. Right. Oh, yeah. I guess it's possible that Maya is just, like, in another room at home. Could be possible. Or she's out with Stink. (laughs) Pink. Link. Pink. Mink. (laughs) (laughs) Any more notes for us? No, that's all I had. I think I actually covered everybody for a while. (laughs) Yep. So, I know I said I was going to choose... 
Sam style from episode nine. Yeah. Because there were so many options. Uh-huh. But I chose one from episode 10, actually, at, after all of this. Oh. Um, when they're in Betsy's hospital room, Sam has on a bright lavender shirt. And I know that, like, lavender is not really bright, but it's mm-hmm. not quite, like, a royal purple. So it's, like, a I say bright lavender shirt. Mm-hmm. And he has on this geometric squares tie. Oh. It's my winner. See, an eye, an eye for fashion. Oh, yeah. We love it. <laughs> Tell me about our guest star spotlight. Our guest star spotlight is my favorite character from these episodes, and that is Addison's mom, Miss Busy. And her real name is Joe Beth Williams, and she was born December 6, 1948, in Houston, Texas. Um, her birth name is actually Margaret Joe Beth Williams. Some fun facts about her. Um, she earned an Academy Award nomination for her directorial debut of On Hope in 1994 for Showtime. Wow. So I've never I've never seen that film or heard of it, to be honest. So now I have to look into it. It's a good title, though. Yeah, I like that. She supposedly turned down the lead in the sitcom Murphy Brown in 1988, <gasps> which had been created for Diane English. But she was in mind when they created it. So Wow. I know. How about that? High demand. Um, Wait, Diane English? Mm-hmm. I thought it was Candace Bergen. Oh, which had been, I'm sorry, which had been created by Diane English, not for. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Words matter. Words matter. This is interesting <laughs> to me because I, Jabberwocky was actually like one of the first monologues I memorized when I was like going to um, performing art school when I was younger. Um, but it's also a television series, a children's television series. And it was her very first television role um, was on the Boston-produced, first-run syndicated children's television series, Jabberwocky, in 1977. Mm-hmm. And it featured puppets and live actors and musical numbers and even cartoon segments. And she joined the cast on the second season, and she replaced the first season's host, Joanne Sopko. Wow. Um, yeah. She partnered with the director and the host Tucker Smallwood on the show, and it ran until 1978. So it ran for a year. But like now, I have to go back and look it up because it's a very like kind of like creepy monologue describing this like creature, the Jabberwocky. So um, yeah, that was definitely assigned to my class as well. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a staple. Yeah, it was that or um the one that goes, this is the way the world ends, the world ends, the world oh, ends. Yes, I've heard that one. I've heard that one yeah. too. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting us know about Miss Busy. Of course. You were very busy with Miss Busy. I was. I enjoyed her. I thought she did a great job. <laughs> yeah. So trivia for episode nine, The Parent Trap. This episode scored 9.21 million viewers. I think about a million more than the last episode. Yeah. So that's great. Yep. Um, this one's kind of weird. The Not weird. This one's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. This episode's title is likely a reference to the 1961 or 1960 – This episode's title is likely a reference to the 1961 or 1998 movie, The Parent Trap. I was wondering. I was like, any association? I was like, they, could, they had to have that in mind when they named the episode. Yeah. It's the first part of a two-hour private practice event with blow-ups. Rebecca Field, who plays Rachel Gold, our mother of um, Ruthie and the countless other children, 
also plays Sabine McNeil on seven episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Wow. Yeah, that's the one, um, the mother with the three kids with cardiomyopathy that Christina starts to help and like first one kid is sick and then they all get sick and then Maggie ends up solving it. I remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, it's sad, but it's, yeah, it's a yeah. good um, arc. Yes. Episode 10, Blow Ups. This episode also scored 9.21 million viewers. To be expected, I think. Mm. It's the second part of a two-hour private practice event. Mm-hmm. Cool, we knew that. That's all we have for trivia. Wow. Although we should add my um, phone placement goof that I found. Oh, absolutely. What are you musing for us today? Oh boy, so much to so much to take in. There um, really is. First of all, I'm musing more so praying and hoping for some healing for Dell and Betsy after all of this. I yeah. know it's going to be, uh, I almost envision a similar um, like recovery, mental recovery that it took Violet after what happened to her. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like Dell needs to go like on that same journey, um, which I like, am kind of sad about because I feel like we just got back to the normal Dell that we knew and loved before everything had happened with Heather taking Betsy away. But that's what I'm using there. I'm using that like does Dell does Dell get therapy? Hopefully with Sheldon and not Violet though. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, now that we know who because it's like Violet got a lot going on on her own. Um and yes, that segue. I'll be interested to see how Violet and the captain's relationship uh well actually the captain left so like there's no more so I guess like you know I hope Violet got her healing from her one night stand. Not to reduce it to that, because I do feel <laughs> I do feel like she feels that it was like a very it was a big stepping stone for her and her healing. So how she uh, will there be a transformation, I guess, from like before the captain and now after the captain, BC. <laughs> so yeah. So I'll be interested to see that. What else? Who else do we have here? Cooper. I want him to start being nice to Charlotte. Um, I don't know what's it going to take. Like, I, I I don't know what more Charlotte can do. I'm just like, there has to be like an instance, an occurrence or something that like he sees the light. I don't know if that comes from a conversation with somebody else in the office that just like, like lays into him. And it's just like, look, she had a life before you, you need to get over it. So I don't know if it, if it comes in text or if something has to, God forbid, does something have to happen for Charlotte for him to realize what he has? I don't know, but that's that's amused there. Okay. Um, who am I leaving out? I want to hear what you think about Maya. Oh, about Maya, girl needs a whooping. No. Um, <laughs> Maya. um. Oh gosh, I feel like the most entertaining thing would be for her to just like keep going on this downward spiral of disobedience. Um. But, like, part of me thought, like, you know, with the back and forth between the parents, I was like, they just need to, like, send her away. Um, And so I don't know if that is, like, you know, an easy, easy choice, um, depending on, like, how involved they want her to be in in the show. But I think that they'll either, like, I don't see them sending her away. But, um, I mean, she's young. And I feel like I, I don't think that she's, like, learned her lesson enough to be like, okay, I'm done, like, you know doing my thing out here. So I think that we're gonna, we're going to either see her act more responsibly as a teenager or she's just going to keep acting out. So, okay. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I think. Hopefully we already had like a little, a fake pregnancy scare with her that wasn't real and was her friends, but like, 
that's the that's the only other option like the typical television teen pregnancy are you hiding behind your pop filter <laughs> no, no i'm not okay okay <laughs> We go. We gonna see. I don't know if we okay. gonna have a, a little, a little Dink Junior running around, but that's my only other thought. I'm like, what are some extremes that could happen for a teen plot in 2009? But yeah, I'm really thankful for my new mic setup here. Oh yes. <laughs> oh Sam, no. Oh God. Okay. Or it could just be completely steering you wrong. You could just be completely just yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> did I leave out? I'm gonna move right along because I like don't. Yeah. This is an instance where I do not want to be right. <laughs> Which uh, I will say, maybe I should wait or say. No, don't now. wait. Don't wait. I will say it will be so interesting because those of you who I don't know if you know that Jeffrey, who plays Maya, she also, um, she now has, she's the lead of All-American Homecoming on the CW. But prior to that, that's a new show. She plays um, on All-American also with Tay Diggs. Um, he's not her father on that show, but she plays a teen mom on that show as well. So I don't know. Ty- he's Ty- not the baby's father, is he? He's not the baby's father. No, 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 no. He's the he's the uh, father of the the lead's current girlfriend. Um, okay. Uh, so it, yeah, it's <laughs> like when um when Norm Lewis and Sierra Bogus went from playing Little Mermaid and King Triton to the Phantom and Christine. Oh my God! How <laughs> like I. Obviously, I know that like it's not, but it just made me uncomfortable. So no. that would also that would make me even more uncomfortable if he was the baby's father in that show. It's true. What a weird career! Just like everyone is bouncing around. It's like okay, first you're gonna be father daughter. Now you guys are lovers. <laughs> Great. Make that mental switch. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah it's so hard. Interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jeffrey, girl, Jeffrey with these babies. Um, we'll it. see. We'll see. Um. Did I leave anyone out? I think Sheldon is the only person I did. I hope that we see more of him. This was our first time seeing him in a little while. I hope that we see more of him as like a helping hand for um, Dell, possibly. Mm-hmm, that would be mm-hmm. nice. He need to help Charlotte out too, but that might be a little too close to home. Um, Why? But, um, not Charlotte. I'm sorry. Violet. I meant Violet. Oh. Yeah. But... Charlotte yeah. needs help too. Break she, up with Cooper. Right. Or exactly. don't. Someone needs to, yeah, help her out. Preferably Cooper get it together. Because I do like them together. I just think that he needs to get over himself. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I still I just I I don't makes me yeah. so mad. I know. <laughs> You're like, I'm aware you bring it up all the time. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just like, I'm up to the point that I'm like, actually, like, okay, Cooper, like, please give me something else to talk about. Because <laughs> I was rooting for him. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of the man Cooper's become. But now he's just like acting like a little brat. We were all rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. But that's How it. How dare you? Right. Honestly. Um, I think that's probably everybody. I'm trying to. I think Addison, of course, our lead. Uh, I think that this episode gave her a lot of closure um, with her father, with her mother. I think she learned a lot, discovered a lot. Um, So I think I'm most interested to see how this affects her future romantic relationships moving forward. Um, I feel like we'll be getting, hopefully, prayerfully, like a healthier, um, more woke, Addison. So, 
laws, a word that did not exist but is very <laughs> needed. Right, that did not exist in 2009, but I, de- I definitely feel like her her mind has been expanded, you know, um, with everything, so. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think in the least that she's homophobic. I just think that she's Mm-mm. so shocked at it. No, absolutely not, yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Speaking of Addison, do you have any feelings on Sam and Addison? Oh, I know last episode you said um, because they had like the they laughed after they kissed. You thought that maybe Mm -hmm. they would, um, you know, not continue. They were like, "Haha, that was a good idea," but maybe not. Right. I think that's what. But then I think that this time when Addison like was like feeling down and she was like in need of like love and care and she tried to get something on and pop in with sam and he said on and pop no not like <laughs> she tried to have a moment in the woods with sam while she was <laughs> oh. grieving her parents's you know the, the re- reality of who they who she thought they were um he said no not like this so i'm like mm-hmm. well when could it be like this so i think that there is something i think that there is still like a spark there that like they both are interested in exploring so I think I thought that they were just like, oh, no, we're going to dead this. But actually this episode and seeing how Sam like spoke up for her and was like advocating for her. I think that there's we're going to see more of their relationship developing, which leads me to wonder how Naomi will take this. Um, so, ooh, child, it's about to be a roller coaster. I feel it. Yeah. Especially okay. because Addison was always wagging her finger at Naomi for hooking up with Archer and Naomi's about to be like, Oh, yeah? So. I mean, hey, when we had our patron Zoom, they told you that you're on a season three is really great. This is good. This is a really good season, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of patron, I know we're going to talk about it in our credits, but you still have time to join to be a part of our December Zoom. Yes. Uh, yeah. Get into it. Absolutely. My MVP is Sam for sticking up for Addison in such a wonderful way. Same. And I guess with the history that Sam and Dell have, especially with like Naomi and that kiss, I feel like it makes sense that Sam would be a little bit away from the hospital, even though like obviously I feel like Dell has forgiven him and he's forget like th- that is water under the bridge. But I feel mm-hmm. like it does make sense for Sam to be with Addison instead of in the hospital. I agree. Yeah. I didn't even think yeah. about that, but that's true. Mm-hmm. Who's your MVP? I had like three across the board. Initially, I was like, Sam, Sheldon, Pete. Um, but I really did narrow it. I gave my reasons as to why for all three of them. But I did say that Sam was there for her at home, spoke up for her. Um, and then I said the how Sheldon was there for her at, at work. Um, I don't know what would have happened if he hadn't invited her up to um his off. I think she would have kept riding the elevator is what I think would have happened would hence his all day quote, why don't you I think it's like maybe you should get off the elevator I think that that's exactly what she would have kept doing so um I was happy that he was there for her um but I think if I had to choose someone I, I think Sam because I think Sam got the brunt of Addison's like emotional life in this um episode because she's who he was like coming home to um and I did mention Pete because I said Pete was looking out for Heather even when she'd done wrong and wasn't in a position to advocate for herself. And I can respect that. I still stand by like Bessie didn't need to see her mom like that. But yeah. I, I understood, you know, I understood where he was coming from. So those are my 
MVPs and nice. all this. <laughs> I I briefly contemplated giving it to the captain Did you? just for you know keeping busy secret I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of men would feel wronged is the wrong word would feel entitled to I don't know my my words aren't working today but no I know what you mean you know I what I mean about it too it takes a, yeah. a certain man to like you know yeah it takes comfortability in yourself mm-hmm. and dedication to your family, even to your adult children. I agree. Yeah. Um, I still went with Sam because, I mean, the captain has done much wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, he has. <laughs> and continues to do much wrong. But yes. um, I also really liked the shot where uh, Mark Tinker gets my gets my B-Habby for the, for the week, even though Sam gets my MVP. But, you know, mm-hmm. that special Emmy that we give out. Uh-huh. Um, the shot where the captain and busy have like their heads on each other that was really beautiful i clocked that yeah it's just like a when you're i mean obviously i've never been married but i feel like when you're married for a long time you really become teammates if you're doing it right and it seems like the two of them with as much issue as they have and as many bumps um it seems like they're really you know supporting each other yep through life. Yep. Absolutely. I think I've decided that my rating mm-hmm. is um, a hurricane. Oh, all right. Because, you know, hurricanes happen on the beach. So yes. I don't have to say on the beach. It's a hurricane. Sure. Just, Always. We obviously have the explosion. Mm-hmm. And if the, hur- the hurricane doesn't last for actually that long, thank goodness I've never actually been in one. Right. Um, I've been in, we've been in like microbursts and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, Wait, no, actually, I have been in a hurricane. I was in Hurricane Sandy. I forgot about that. Oh, God. (laughs) I forgot about that. But they don't actually last for that long. But it's the immediate after effects that I was Mm. thinking about. But I didn't Mm. want to not put the actual hurricane because, you know, the house blows up. Right. We see people helping each other. Mm -hmm. We see the carnage in the aftermath and the Mm. wreckage. But, you know, we see the people react different ways and everybody thinks that they're helping. But in fact, it might not really be what's needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hurricane. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. What's your rating? Mine is not a natural disaster, um, but it's an occurrence that I felt could easily happen on the beach. I said stepping in glass on the beach and having to ask the lifeguard to get it out. Yes. Follow me here. I'm I'm on that train. You're on. I'm it. following. Like you get it from the jump. Um, but yeah, for listeners yeah. who are probably like, what? But I think that um, the initial injury of so much that has happened, like you know the the blowing up of the house and you know the injuries um, and the death out for, of Heather um, and Betsy having to go through that, and for Addison, this big reveal that you know her mother has had another relationship for the past 20 years, thinking that it was her father. I feel like those were all like the initial like inciting incidents in the injury, if you will. Um, and then like, it's kind of like once, once it's in there and once you do have an injury and the glasses in your foot, like it hurts and it's painful mm-hmm. and you have to like, you have to, there's things that need to be done and like preparation before you can take it out. So I think that for Addison was like learning, getting that yeah. monologue from busy about like what was going on for Dell. I think it was, 
you know, having to decide, like, you know, am I gonna gonna show my daughter her mother while she's in this condition? Like, you know, do I tell her what's going on? And just like him going through everything he was going through before leading up to Heather's passing. But when it's taken out, um, you know, Heather passed, and you know, Addison was actually able to have the the subtext moment that she had with her mother. I think that that was a really good example of like showing like the healing that needs to take place. Like after you've been hurt, you know, the, the wound has been taken out, like you learned everything you needed to learn from the situation and now the healing can begin. So I'm hoping that the healing can begin for Dell and Betsy after losing Heather and having such a traumatic thing happen, like losing your home and that hopefully the same healing can happen for Addison with her parents. So that, that got me point. when Dell said, uh, I'll take her home. I don't have a home. Oh, I missed that. Oh, God. I'm kind of glad I did. I would have been like, oh. Yeah. And then Naomi said that he can go home with them. Oh, I did. I did write that. I That was like my one singular note for Naomi that I had the entire episode that I was like, that was so nice of her to offer her home. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. love your rating because, I mean, the meth explosion is not a natural disaster. Right. Right. But it's, you know, uh, mm. You know, that makes me want to watch out for glass on the beach because I usually only watch out for jellyfish. Girl, yeah, right. <laughs> usually more concerned about what's in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhabpodcasts. In our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 11. They are available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT. TGIT.